Hi, my name is Adrian Gaeta, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for joining us once again for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zimrak. This is episode 409 of the weekly show that keeps you updated and what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, Adrian Gaeta will be joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. He's the star of Restoration, which last week we had Zach Ward who was the director, writer, co-writer, I should say, and also was in the film. And uh, this time, Adrian's going to be joining us to talk about the film. It is out in theaters and on VOD right now. And on July 5th, it will be out on DVD. So uh, get ready for that. Adrian Gaeta is going to be coming our way in just a few minutes here on On Screen and Beyond. But before we get into that, and of course, we have a lot of things coming your way, want to remind you, if you're on Facebook, be sure to like us, be sure to tell a friend, let everybody know about On Screen and Beyond, and get the word out, and uh, what do you say? Let's get right into Remake Madness. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, well, the remake of The Mummy that we've talked about many times with Tom Cruise, looks like it's going to have some more big stars in it. Russell Crowe has joined the cast. And, of course, as Universal continues to bring back their old monster movies, Universal says a third classic monster movie will come our way on February 15th, 2019. But there's no word of which monster it will be. We'll keep you informed. And Sony is working on a remake of the Internet featureless face creature, The Slender Man, as they make it into a big screen horror film. That's it for Remake Madness. Next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies. It looks like Charlize Theron will star in a comedy called Tully from director Jason Reitman. And Clive Owen and Jessica Alba will star in Invisible. Now, this is a drama that starts shooting in London in October. And Annette Bening and Jamie Bell are set to star in a romantic movie, and it's called Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool. And that's from James Bond producer Barbara Broccoli. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as sequels? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sequel City, it looks like. The Space Jam sequel will be directed by Justin Lin. And as we've said before, it will star LeBron James. And the Blade Runner sequel now has a release date. You can look for the film on October 6th, 2017. 
And now get this one. Warren Beatty is considering making a sequel to his movie Dick Tracy from 1990, which, uh, of course, the original, like I said, was over 25 years ago, and they're trying to do it again. Uh, It seems like sequels now are getting longer spans between when they make the film and when they make the sequel. Uh, Sometimes, anyways. Anyways, that's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's time for TV on DVD. TV on DVD, we've got some good ones coming your way. On May 24th, you can look for The Wonder Years, the fifth season. And that will arrive on DVD in a four-disc set. On May 17th, Carol Plus Two, the original Queens of Comedy, hits stores with Carol Burnett and Lucille Ball. You can't get any better than that. And on June 14th, you can look for Dark Shadows, 50th Anniversary Collector's Edition, and it's going to bring a six-disc set to you and 38 episodes. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we will take a look at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD. Movies on DVD. London Has Fallen with Gerard Butler shoots its way into stores on June 14th. My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2 arrives on June 21st. And Kung Fu Panda 3 with Jack Black will be kicking its way into DVD and Blu-ray on June 28th. And that's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time, Criminal Minds has been renewed for its 12th season. And Amazon Video will have the next show from Downton Abbey creator Julian Fellows. And it starts on May 20th, and it will be called Dr. Thorne. And the company that brings us Bob's Burgers is working on a new Blues Brothers animated TV show. And uh, Dan Aykroyd is involved with it. So we'll keep you informed on that one. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time next on On Screen and Beyond. It is time, once again, for Celebrity Birthdays. We baked you a birthday cake. If you get it to me, eh? And you moan and groan and woe. Don't forget we told you so. Happy birthday! (laughs) Celebrity Birthdays, it looks like on May 9th, Billy Joel, the piano man himself, will turn 67, and Candace Bergen turns 70. And on May 10th, it looks like Donovan turns 70. On May 11th, another singer, Eric Burden of The Animals, remember him, turns 75. On May 12th, Emily Van Camp turns 30. And on May 13th, Stevie Wonder turns 66. May 14th, George Lucas turns 72. And on May 15th, Chaz Palminteri turns 70. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays, and as far as listener birthdays, George T. of Columbus, Ohio, turns 42 on May 14th. That's it for Listener Birthdays, and uh, if you, a friend or a relative, are having a birthday and want to celebrate it with everybody here around the world who listens to On Screen and Beyond, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and we'll get all that information and we'll give it out on um, right around their birthday. So that's it. We uh, have all our birthday people. We want to wish them happy birthday. But now it's time 
for our interview with Adrian Gaeta. And he is the star of Restoration, which is a supernatural horror thriller that's out. It's out now in theaters and on VOD. And on July 5th, it's going to be available on DVD. And it's a great movie. I had, I had a chance to preview it and uh, enjoyed it very much. So I think you might like that one. And uh, Adrian's coming up next. He's going to talk all about that. It's right here on On Screen and Beyond. This week on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is an actor who stars in the horror film Restoration. It's Adrian Gaeta. Adrian, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Great. I'm glad you could join us here, Adrian. Oh, uh, no, my pleasure. Restoration. Yeah. That, I enjoyed that movie a lot. It's, it's, a lot of the horror movies now that are out are very bloody and gory and going for the shock factor. Mm-hmm. But I found Restoration to be a movie that it, it lets you think, as opposed to, you know, let's see how many heads we can cut off. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I appreciate you saying that, because you know, I think a lot of the, you know, the films that I, I really enjoy, and what I really enjoyed when I read the script, was this ability to create suspense, uh, and almost like a suggestion of what may happen. And then your mind kind of creates a scenario that could possibly be worse than what's on camera. And I think when you when you allow your imagination to kind of take off on what you're seeing, as opposed to showing you necessarily all these crazy shock value, it becomes a more interesting psychological, you know, horror story. And I think a lot of the great horror movies that accomplish that are, are you know, anything Hitchcock or The oh, Shining. Yeah. Jaws, even it was all about not even showing the shark, and it was the scariest shark on the planet. You know, it really when you can create when you can prey on people's psychology, it becomes I think sometimes more fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I liked with how he wrote this, and I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I enjoyed the film a lot, and and like I told you before we got on the air, and also I mentioned last week when we interviewed Zach. I don't want to say too much about it because, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't I don't want to give away any any things on the plot. But uh, people should watch it because it's an enjoyable film, and uh, it's uh, something that uh, you know, like I say, it's not it's not your your everyday horror film. Right, right. Well, I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Yeah. Now, how did you get involved with this? It's kind of a crazy story. Um, I had shot a film called Dirty uh, almost a year before, and that's actually being released in July 12th. And we had a, a industry screening um, about, uh, yeah, we had industry screening of it. And um, uh, the director of Dirty, Dan Ringy, posted a message on Facebook that Zach apparently was looking for his leading man through a mutual friend of ours. And he had been auditioning people for a long time and couldn't really find, you know, the guy that he felt was right for the part. And I, he, I sent him an email and he said, Adrian, I would love to, you know, to get to see, see your work and have you take a look at this project. I said, well, it just so happens I'm having a screening of this film I did tonight. You should come check it out. Um, so he came to the screening. And at the end of the movie, he kind of like he captured me like in the middle of, you know, saying thank you and highs and hellos to everybody and said, you know, I really like your work in this film. 
and then he could, then he started to give me notes on how to be better, <laughs> which I which I loved because you know you want to hear. He's like, "This was great. This was great." But, you know, relax here, and if you do this, and I want to see a little more vulnerability here. Uh, and I just said, okay, I, I like this guy because he's willing to tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And he talked to me very passionately about the film, and I said, yeah. And he offered it to me on the spot at the screening, and I said, this sounds great. Wow. And he says, great. Uh, you got, we shoot in three days. Are you up for it? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm I am up for that challenge. That sounds that sounds exciting. Um, so yeah, it was kind of crazy. It was a, a movie screening of another film and a, a, a message on Facebook that connected me to him. And then he came to the screening and all the right timing, all the cards fell into place. And that's how I got brought on board. And it was it was really beautiful how you know how they how it worked out. Yeah, that's great. Jeez, I mean that's you know. It's it's like one of those things where you you know you see on TV about the you know, the movies about about an actor being found you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's you know it's so interesting this industry. You never know how something's going to happen, mm -hmm. and you think there's a particular way, like you follow a, a a map or a game plan, but it doesn't always unfold that way. And you really just have to be be ready, uh, no matter what. I, I taught a buddy of mine is a UFC fighter, and I tell him. It's kind of like training for a championship fight. You always have to be in training camp at the peak of your condition, but you never know when you're going to fight. Mm -hmm. And you still have to be ready for those opportunities. You yeah. know, what do they say? The you know that opportunities when you know talent and timing comes together, and you just you never know where it comes from. Uh, and when it does happen in that way, it's it's a beautiful little miracle. And I'm very grateful, you know, for for Dan and for Zach and. Yeah, it's 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 exciting. Yeah, it's, it's exciting how that stuff can come together out of nowhere. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned how how Zach gave you critiques and everything, and and he had told yeah. us, in, in, told me during the interview that uh, he was uh, he he can't sit and watch a movie and just watch it. He says he's, he he starts yeah. dissecting it, and it it sounds like that's that's what he did with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and it, which it, it was it was great because I, I mean. It's it's wonderful when when someone has really kind things to say about your work, but when you're working when you're trying to collaborate with someone on creating another film and they can actually, you know, get you further to a place where they want to see you in their project, mm -hmm. um, that type of honesty doesn't happen all the time, uh, you know, and you have to have really close people around you to be able to do that. Right. And the fact that he was just so open right away, you know, and he's talking about one specific scene in the movie that was very like. Uh, I won't ruin the scene, but it was a very vulnerable moment because it was based on some experiences that he had and as far as the relationship dynamic. And he got very emotional about it. And when you see that type level of vulnerability, it's, it, it's, you can't help but say, say yes. Mm -hmm. you know? And um, it's, yeah, I appreciate that type of thing because you've got to surround people that are, surround yourself with people that are willing to tell you the truth. Yeah. You know, I have a great acting coach, Bernard Hiller, that he, he makes you. He puts you on stage, and it's like you are standing naked and turning very slowly, and everybody is seeing all aspects of who you are. And I think that's the goal as an actor when you're performing is to be completely vulnerable and invite people into who you are through the you know these characters' eyes. Mm -hmm. um, and, and yeah, Zach was. I think because he's an actor, uh, you know, he has a really great insight as a director on how to work with actors and and capture what he needs to get, you know, what kind of performance he needs. Yeah, like I was telling Zach, too, that, uh, 
the way I judge a movie is one does it draw me in and mm-hmm. do you get an emotion from watching the film whether it be happy or sad or or whatever but it doesn't draw right. anything from you and a lot of times you watch movies and it's like you walk out and you know I don't care if it's a big blockbuster you know you can walk out and you say yeah it was all right but but yeah. this movie you guys you hit it you, you did it. It, it just what you were supposed to do you you drew an emotion uh everybody did a great job on it and uh, I think oh, it's a you. it's a very good film. Yeah, it was um, it was really amazing to work with uh, Emily O'Brien in the film. It was it was one of those things that that was we knew that the their relationship was going to be the cornerstone uh, of the film because if if you don't care about the characters, you're not going to care about their lives falling apart. You know, so we really met and tried to flesh out the relationship and and. Um, she, yeah, she was just she's just so wonderful and charming and talented and smart. It was really effortless to work with her. So it was kind of the perfect uh, meeting. Um, it was, I was very grateful that you know Zach had her on board and, and James, the producer, had worked with her uh, on his on his previous film, Pernicious. And uh, yeah, it was it was nice the relationship aspect of this film. Yeah, and she, I think that's what I really enjoyed. She's a three time Emmy nominee, so you know she knew she knew her stuff. That's, yeah, that's too bad, huh? <laughs> yeah, and she's very pretty too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. She well, she has also this, this level of you know charm and class, and uh, she's very smart, very smart actor, and also very emotionally available. You know, a lot of the scenes with you know literally eight, before each shoot day, I'd have to memorize the scene. And I'd touch, because I didn't really have, you know, too much time to break it down, and I'd touch bases with Zach the day of, like, okay, what happened before? Right, what happened after? All right. And then I just had to trust that everything was there, but it was just one of those things with her. All I really did was just give all of my attention to her and react, because I knew I can trust her completely. Mm-hmm. Um and when you when you have and that was very it was actually very freeing not having all this time to come up with this and that it was very freeing because you had to surrender and you had to listen and at the end of the day acting is reacting and listening and really trying to make your other partner look good because it's not about you it's about something so much greater than yourself mm-hmm. so when you have someone like Emily that you can trust and who really you know is open and knows you know has this type of experience it's a really it's a really beautiful thing how long was the shoot on this film? I think it was, I want to say, 14 days. Wow, that's fast. Yeah, it was, I mean, there's a couple pickups here and there. I think maybe, I would say 14 of the primary shoot days and, you know, one or one day of pickups. Wow. Um, but maybe 16 max. But yeah, it was, it was, qu- it was quick paced. Absolutely. You know, you, you see different, you know, different TV shows that will have like sometimes an entire day geared towards one scene and when you do it you know a lot of these indie films which is amazing but you have sometimes a day and you have 12 scenes right yeah and (laughs) you just have to go for it and it's great it's it's a great experience and a great uh training and and i guess boot camp if you will uh you know to be able to all right this is our time this is what we have to accomplish and we have no other choice but to do it so let's let's just do it yeah you know, yeah. Well, sometimes too, though, that brings out the spontaneity in the performance because right. you know you don't have you know like you don't have millions of dollars to turn around and do the scene over fifty times. You know, you got to yeah. make it, and you know you're hoping you're going to get it right at least right off. 
Yeah, yeah, and sometimes you know I think even with, I mean, um, at Clint Eastwood he does two or three takes. You know, you kind of just it's nice to get in there. You do a, a version that you feel is right, and then you just kind of do a couple more. You let go. You're free. You're in the moment. And you listen and react, and then you move on. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it can be very fresh that way. Yeah. But then also, you know, you do. 10 takes and you find something completely different which changes the tone of the scene and that also works too but i do definitely like the spontaneity and the, the fresh uh you know feeling of having only you know a couple takes to really just do it yeah yeah now what about you uh when you when did you start deciding to be an actor you know is it when you were real young or what i my my senior year in high school, I had been playing, I played football my entire life, and um, I was even thinking of going to school to play in college. My drama teacher for our school, for one reason or another, her name's Cheryl, Goods- Cheryl Moore Goodspeed, was for about a year saying, Adrian, I think you should try and do a play. You might like it. And I don't know why she had this instinct to keep asking me. And I finally said after, you know, the last... Uh, football season you know what sure i'll try it so i ended up playing lieutenant brannigan in guys and dolls and it was this it was an amazing experience i had felt an adrenaline a rush and a, a sense of being alive that i felt when i played sports but in a completely different way being on stage and that's kind of how i got hooked um but then I thought, well, I got to go to a good college and get a real degree and do business or something like that. So I ended up going to the University of Washington. And at the time, they actually had one of the top progr- acting programs in the country. And another serendipity moment, my uh, college dorm mate happened to be a lighting designer. And he convinced me, he said, Adrian, if you like this acting thing, you need to start taking these classes now. Because if you miss these series of classes, you won't be able to do it next year. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. And, I, and uh, that was it for me. I, I kind of fell in love. I started doing classes and doing shows and working with a lot of the graduate students and the teachers. And I ended up getting a full scholarship. And it just, I don't know, it, it's just, you talk about meant to be. And it was very, it was very meant to be. And it was really, it was a really amazing experience just kind of, you know, starting in the theater and, um, yeah, it was all because of my one teacher in high school just planted that seed, and the rest is history. Mm. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny to, to hear the the different reasons people you know went into acting, and, and some of the uh, I've had a lot of different actors on the show, and uh, there's been several that say the same thing. They said they did it for the girls. <laughs> they did it for the girls. <laughs> did, I, did I say that? I don't think I said that. <laughs> but uh, well. Where, I mean, in high school, you know, the drama club did have their, you know, a, a bunch of pretty girls, and that was definitely a bonus uh, <laughs> of acting. But, you know, for me, it, it was just one of those feelings. It's just, it, it made me feel alive. It, it connected me so much more to, I don't know, to, to, to your humanity, to emotions and the people and the stories that you would never even you know, drink of, I mean, or think of, I think a lot of great film shines light on stories and people that would otherwise might be forgotten. And when you get an opportunity to really, um, you know, share those stories and right. connect to the parts of yourself that are the character and, and, 
and change and I don't know change people's life through art and film. It's it's a beautiful experience. It's a very emotional and very spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about all the great films as a kid that inspired me to dream and and live and hope and and travel and, and just inspired me about life. It teaches it teaches us so much about life. It's you know acting is really for me. It was just it, it's when I really felt alive. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, more than any other experience I had. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's it's. I'm grateful how it all came together, you know. Yeah. And then since then, I I traveled and did theater around the country for about a year before, you know, doing some indie films and then moving to LA and realizing this is where I want to be and this is where the industry is and you know and I love theater. I mean, I've done a, a lot of theater, but. The, with film, you reach a, a broader demographic, and right. it's yeah. and that's a, that's also a wonderful power and blessing. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, you mentioned, you know, of course, Restoration Out is out now, and then you uh-huh. got Dirty coming up. And uh, yeah. do you have any other projects that are going to be coming our way? Um, I the next thing I'm going to do is um, I'm going to do a play. I want to get back to theater this summer, and uh, I'm going to do a Sam Shepard's The God of Hell. It's a very politically poignant piece uh, that's really relevant as far as a political system right now, regardless of what side of the fence or, or fence you're on, or whichever party that you're, you know. Um, recognize yourself with mm-hmm. and uh so that's gonna be fun it's gonna be chaz bono who i was in dirty with yeah. and uh joanne kelly from uh where warehouse 13 yeah okay. um, yeah so that should be exciting to be at the lounge theater in hollywood um and then other than that i i actually i saw the other day there's um a horror genre com- uh, compilation of short films called the abcs of death and i did it one of their shorts a long time ago and now they're just coming up with their with another DVD release uh, that should be coming out this summer. I haven't gotten too many details on that, but that kind of came together. I found out this past week. Hmm. And um, then I'm going to be doing this uh, interesting kind of indie short that's a passion piece of uh, Victoria's Secret Supermodel, Tony Garns, a friend of mine, and she kind of put together this piece with this uh, well-known German photographer, Maya Casado, um, and we shot that this a couple of months ago, and that's going to be coming together. And I'll probably just be released online. It's this very cool kind of artsy indie fashion short. Um, but other than that, those I mean, so yeah, so that's kind of what's on my plate. And then I've, I've read some pretty interesting scripts lately that have come across my way, and something some of it looks promising. And hopefully, I'll be able to be attached to something new here soon because uh, it's you know I want to continue to keep putting you know great work out there and, right yeah and, and having fun yeah well adrian i want to finish up with two final questions yeah taking us away from your acting and everything else when uh-huh. you sit back and relax what are your favorite tv shows that you watch now and of the past and uh-huh. what's your favorite movies now and of the past Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's a good that's a good question 
<laughs> I okay. I I'll start with the TV shows. Um, I watched every single episode of Sopranos in college. I owned every box set. I was enthralled by that TV show. I I just I loved every moment of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, right now what I'm watching, I would say I I really enjoy the Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, buddy of mine's on that show, and it's just it's just so wonderfully written. Um, and it just there's no indication. It allows this beautiful, you know, storyline to unravel with characters and thought and not trying to tell us how to feel or where the story's going. It's just very, it's very smart uh, TV. Uh, so I really enjoy the Americans. Game of Thrones is back. So, you know, I, I mean, that's that's on the top list of so many people. So that's kind of been, it's been fun seeing how that's, this new season's unraveling. Um, you know, House of Cards, uh, Daredevil, a friend of mine's on that show. Peter Shinkoda, who's fantastic. Uh, he plays Nobu. Uh, so I mean, it's it's some fun action pieces as well as uh, you know the you know the drama TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then films. Um, I mean, I guess the staple film that I say is one of my favorites of all time is Shawshank Redemption. Ah, yeah. Um, it's just I don't know. I mean. It, it, we could talk about it for for hours. It's just that film that just really connected with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of uh, I really love City of God. Um, that was very powerful for me to watch. Some Dog Millionaire, the same type of kind of genre of film. I mean, it it was amazing. I was reading a news article that when the the kids in the movie came back to India after the the Oscars, there's just just thousands and thousands of people lining just to thank them for bringing attention to their story and their culture and some of the things that happen, you know, some of the tragic things that happen in India and, and films that have that type of power to really inform and, and um, shed light on the, on these incredible topics. I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I mean, the original Star Wars, I saw that so many times. Like, right. <laughs> it was just like that. Talk about inspiring you to live an adventure and anything's possible that was that was the movie right yeah you know um but yeah so those are definitely some of my favorite films and i mean there's so many more and so many different genres that i could list but uh those are the ones that pop into my head at this moment yeah well well adrian i want to uh thank you for joining us and uh also everybody should be going out and seeing restoration it's online on uh, digital and uh, cable tv platforms and also on the uh, july 5th it's going to be on dvd so uh, if they miss it on the cables they can catch it up on uh, the dvd and uh, you did a great job on it and i thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for having me It's, it's been a real pleasure thank you And I want to thank Adrian Gaeta so much for taking the time to uh, chat with us here at On Screen and Beyond and let us all in on the story behind Restoration. It's a new movie that's out, available on uh, VOD right now in theaters, and on July 5th it will be out on DVD. So be sure to check that out. It's, it's, it was a good film, fun film. All right, let's see. Next week, we have another guest coming away, an exciting guest here at On Screen and Beyond. If you have a suggestion for a guest... Email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. 
If you have any comments or whatever you want, just send it to me. I'm reading all the emails that come through. We get uh, hundreds of them and uh, I want to uh, each week and I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, talk to us and uh, you know let us know what you think and what we should do and what we shouldn't do and what's going wrong and what we need to fix and all that sort of stuff. And uh, the guests that we have, a lot of people are sending suggestions. We've had a lot of great suggestions. And uh, some of them, I, I have to admit, I have not been able to make a connection on some of them. But uh, some of them, I get a connection, and, and then we're seeing if we can arrange the time to do it. But uh, you can help us out by sending in your suggestions, and uh, we always appreciate that. Because a lot of times, you think of the people that I don't even think of. So, And it's uh, just a continuing thing where I have to keep finding more guests. <laughs> so anything you can do to help me out, I appreciate it a lot. And uh, let's see, we've got, um, like I say, next week we have another guest coming our way. But be sure to tell a friend uh, that you know about On Screen and Beyond. Have them go to onscreenandbeyond.com and go through our rerun section. I guarantee there is somebody that we've had on, whether it's a, an old film star or a new film star or uh, somebody starting out, or if there's a, a music uh, star that you like, uh, you know, pop uh, pop singer or whatever. Uh, we've had all kinds of them, country singers, pop singers. Uh, Meatloaf was on, and uh, Lori Morgan was on, all kinds of different people. So just check it out, and I'm sure they'll have a good time listening to some of their favorite people. And uh, we've uh, also had a lot of TV stars, of course. We've had Don Wells has been on a couple of times. And if you go back, uh, we also have, from movie and TV, we, we've had uh, Carl Reiner, classic guy. Uh, you know, you, you don't get any more classic than him. And uh, if, uh, you know, check him out, because we've got so many out there. Like I say, we're up to 409 episodes now, so we got a lot of people out there, and we've got a lot more coming your way. So, that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So, until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.